I am Manuela Bonamo from Columbia University and I'm very happy to be here today with uh, Maureen Aliru. Hi Maureen, uh, thank you for taking the time to speak to us about your work. But first of all, please introduce yourself. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. My name is Maureen Aliru. I am an MD-PhD student working at MD Anderson Cancer Center in the lab of Sunil Krishnan. And what's your line of work? We, so Dr. Krishnan is actually a radiation oncologist at MD Anderson, and we, um, my project specifically is focusing on using gold nanoparticles for, as radiosensitizers in pancreatic cancer. Can you give us more specifics? So you say that it's a mouse model, I guess, of pancreatic cancer? Yes. So um, for now, I'm working uh, mostly in vitro, and I'm using xenograft models of the PANC1 pancreatic adenocarcinoma cell line. Uh, and as we move forward, we hope to use orthotopic uh, models for my project, obviously. Uh, but as it's set up right now, Part of my project will require using um, hyperthermia, mm -hmm. uh, using an ultrasound where it might be dangerous to the animals. So for now, uh, we're using a xenograft model. Okay. Yes. And so the goal of your experiment or your project uh, is to uh, use these gold nanoparticles mm -hmm. and then you would uh, irradiate them when they are in a specific location? Yes, so uh, excellent question. Uh, so gold nanoparticles have been used and it's been published uh, uh, and they're known radiosensitizers. So we know radiation targets, uh, the target of radiation is to damage the DNA in the cell. So my project is focusing on targeting the gold nanoparticles specifically to the nucleus and seeing how that dose enhancement will help us better uh, make better decisions as far as radiation and dose um, like that. So. I see. So as far as I understood, um, there are many um, um, features of nanoparticles that can make them uh, like um, better or worse yeah. uh, candidate for, I don't know, uh, uh, reach a particular area of an organ uh, mm -hmm. specifically, for example. So did you have uh, how your nanoparticles are characterized in terms of size or did you have to do um, like a screening or did you have to characterize uh, the nanoparticles, or they are just commercially available? How does it work? I'm not an expert <laughs> oh, in no, the field. Absolutely. So there's many particles that are commercially available, uh, but for my project, I am actually synthesizing my particles mm -hmm. uh, in the lab because I want to be able to uh, conjugate the surface or put whatever I want on the surface. So whatever I'm using to target it to the nucleus, I want to be able to use what I want. And uh, I characterize every time I make nanoparticles, I have to characterize them. So for me specifically, I'm using five nanometer particles mm -hmm. um, because in the literature, it showed that the nuclear pore is usually about 30 nanometers, is very small. And that's including the proteins that will transport whatever you need inside and out of the nucleus. So we, um, we decided to start with much smaller, so five nanometers. And then, you know, as you know, when you add anything, any targeting molecule or an antibody to the surface, it becomes bigger. So I make the five nanometer particles and then I put whatever I want on the surface using surface chemistry. Gold is very easy 
to conjugate. Uh, but at every step, we're characterizing the particles. So we get size using dynamic light scattering. We do zeta potentials to make sure the charge is correct and it can actually, exactly. Um, and then we, so DLS, and then we also have the UV vis to make sure we have the size that we want. So larger particles usually have higher wavelength peaks and the smaller ones are usually lower uh, on the spectrum. So you would say that you do conjugate the nanoparticles mm -hmm. with um, an ant um, uh, antigen or antibody of choice and then you look for what's your target then? Yes, so I conjugated, so for me I'm using a peptide, um, and then, so I have my bare nanoparticle, I get the size and the charge and the absorbance, and then I conjugate it, once I have my peptide on it, I will see how the size changes, is it bigger, and now is it positive, is it more negative, because the charge will affect how it will uh, interact in the body. As soon as you put it in the bloodstream, it could be taken up if it's highly charged. Um, and it won't, it won't make it to your target. So right now, I haven't done any animal models. Uh, what I actually presented here was uh, I had in vitro studies where I treated my cells with the nanoparticles and did uh, different types of imaging, mm -hmm. uh, as well as, well as um, fractionation, where I separated the cytoplasm from the nucleus and determined uh, how much gold if I had in it. Okay. Exactly. Then I quantified with... Uh, so what did you find? So I found that uh, with my nuclear targeted particles, I had an increased uh, amount in the, in the nuclear fraction. Obviously, I had a control that was not targeted. So I had cells that I did not treat with particles, and then cells that I treated with a non-targeted, and then cells that I treated with my nuclear targeted. And then I took the cytoplasm and the and the nuclear fractions of each one of those. And then I ran uh, ICPMS, which is inductively coupled mass spectroscopy to quantify the amount of gold in each of those fractions. And then with the nuclear targeted, I found that I had more gold in the nuclear fraction. So the results uh, seem very promising. Yes, so I'm very excited. <laughs> what's the next step then? So the next step, so I, what I actually did after showing that was I um, did a clonogenic assay mm -hmm. where we treat the cells with the nanoparticles, then expose them to radiation uh, and see if there's any f effect. So I did find an effect there uh, that the nanoparticles do radiosensitize uh, to radi with radiation, they do radiosensitize the cells. Um, and what was really actually very exciting for me is that um, the type of radiation we used was low energy. And as you know, when you do a clonogenic study with low LET or linear energy transfer uh, type of radiation, you get this sort of uh, characteristic cur curve that curves at the top and comes down. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's characteristic of the low LET energies. With the shoulder. With the shoulder, exactly. Uh, and then usually with higher LET, like protons, then you get more uh, straight lines. So I use the low LET radiation, and what was really exciting for me, at least, is with the ones that I treated with the nuclear-targeted particles, I actually got a straight line with no curve, no beta uh, to it. So that's really exciting for me. It could mean two things, of course, that 
somehow the gold is affecting DNA repair. Um, but what a, the other option, which I'm hoping it is, that I have to now prove, is that uh, my having the gold in the nucleus is actually causing more damage is with the radiation. It's causing more damage to the DNA, to where the cells don't repair it as fast or enough, and you lose that shoulder that you usually get with the lower LET energies. And it's something that I guess you can test. Um, I've never worked with uh, cells um, that have uptaken nanoparticles, mm -hmm. but I guess that you there are ways to check whether these cells have still an active DNA repair mechanisms or um, I don't know they do uh, if they are still able to repair damage. Yes. Do you have any idea or, you know, this is it's kind of a couple of steps forward in, yes. in your project? Uh, absolutely. So one way that I thought about, we could take the cells that I've used um, and do Western blots on the different fractions to test for the proteins. But another way, which I think uh, is actually more uh, interesting, would be to get cells. I've already talked to a few people that um, are transfected with a knockdown of uh, one of some of the gene repairs, like RAD51 or one of those, and then test it in, in both the cell line that has the knockdown and the cell line that does not, and then see what type of effect that we see there. Um, and eventually you might play with the... Um, different cell lines that exactly. differ exactly. for uh, um, different pathways of exactly. the DNA repair. Exactly. So trying to single out which probably is the most important, the most important uh, one. DNA repair in your, exactly. uh, in your system. So, so my hypothesis, well, what I want it to be is that it's not the, it's not that the gold is affecting a DNA, DNA repair pathway, but I want to test that to rule it out. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I'm actually going to do with the cells that I have now while I wait to get the transfected cell lines is to test in different energies. So the high LET, like the proton. So if it is that the gold is causing, because of by being in the nucleus, it's causing more damage to the DNA. I'm expecting to see uh, no change with the nuclear targeted, with a higher LET, because there you have more damage to the DNA because the energy is so much higher and it's just a higher LET type of radiation. Which so. kind of doses do you use? If I understood right, you are using now X-rays. Yes, I'm using, uh, I use the orthovoltage machine that we have. It's a 250 kVp, exactly. Exactly. So. so what are the doses uh, that you expose? For yeah. my clonogenic, I use 2, 4, and 6 gray okay. uh, and then develop the curve. But then uh, I'm curious, um, can you then later on figure out the, dose, the real dosimetry? Because you do use, uh, let's say, 1 gray, mm -hmm. but then with the gold nanoparticles, yeah. they should... <laughs> get the dose enhancement. Can so. <laughs> you do the dosimetry? I mean, can you calculate the real dose that you really delivered at that point? Yeah, so we, we can try. We can use Monte Carlo methods to try and detect that, but the it's just the when 
Yes, we can do that. It's <laughs> easier possible. It's it possible is it is to possible do to do that. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is you know just an extra layer yes. of um, um, uh, results or uh, knowledge that exactly. you can you can include in your in your project. Exactly, and I mean I guess a, a simpler parameter that we've used to characterize that is the dose enhancement factor, as you know very well, at 10% survival C. We say it takes this much uh, less dose to kill that, but obviously you'd still have to do the actual simulations and the calculations to, to get validate, to validate it. Or so, to, let's say support <laughs> exactly more than validate to support to support what you believe. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. It's a, it's it's quite a challenge. That's why I laughed when you asked that question. <laughs> We've tried. We're trying. I understand. I can understand. Yes. I, I don't know. <laughs> I yes. Understand. Absolutely. So, Maureen, are you working, um, you said you are an MD, PhD student, so I guess this is your really main project. Yes, it takes the bulk of your project. time. It does. But it does. I wonder if you have other projects or that you help for or other collaborations, other things that are going on in your lab and you are involved in? Oh, yes, absolutely. So um, one of the projects we actually just finished up um, helping another team at a neighboring institution was they had developed these also gold nanoparticles that they targeted to hypoxia, to the hypoxic region, mm -hmm. and used that. So we did some biodistribution studies for them. Uh, so we're just wrapping that up. Still in, in vitro. And so that one, actually, they did in vitro, and we went forward in vivo. So we just wrapped up that project recently. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, the nuclear targeting is just part of my thesis. It's actually the first part. So uh, other things that we do in the lab, and specifically at least for what I'm going to be doing, is to further drive that idea of localization, do localized dose enhancement, is I'm going to package uh, my gold nanoparticles inside liposomes. So another collaboration that we did uh, with um, an investigator out in Florida it was that he wanted to develop these liposomes to test the distribution of the gold. So that's going to be the second layer of my project actually where we will put them in these thermosensitive liposomes and then use hyperthermia to release the, the to cause their liposomes to rupture and be released in the tumor environment. So it's just a few of the projects we have in and, the lab. Uh, and so probably in that case, as you were, we were talking about before, uh, at that point, if you have like a more, if you can characterize the distribution of these nanoparticles, exactly. thanks to the lysosomes, mm -hmm. then probably you can use this method not just with one model exactly. of tumor, right? Exactly. Yeah, so the even the nuclear targeting is not specific to the cell type that I'm using. So the ideally the my project and whatever I develop should be uh, able to be applied to across different tumor models, not just pancreatic cancer. Yeah. So it's something I'm really excited about and why I actually chose Dr. Krishnan's lab to work in for my PhD. That's so. Awesome. so thank you very much for telling us a lot about your work. Oh, and I absolutely. Really, I'm looking forward to read all your publications. <laughs> yes, I hope so. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Good yes. luck for your thesis. And oh, again, thank you very absolutely. much for taking the time. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for having research. me.